So, here we go. I went to London this one time. And in London, we were part of a group of people, a mission group, I guess you'd say, going to church to church to church in England. We ended up in London, this beautiful church. You know, the big pitched ceilings and the stained glass window. But it wasn't a very traditional church. In fact, it was uh, very open for us to come in and, and minister and preach and all the rest of it. We'd be doing that for about a week and we'd be away for about two. In the middle of the service, we were just, the, the worship was going and we were praying, our eyes were closed. And I felt Holy Spirit say to me, Something's going on here, isn't it, Dave? Like, it's just something in the atmosphere just needs to be broken open. No, I remember thinking, yeah, yeah, something, something does need to happen. Something doesn't seem quite right. And as I was feeling that and sort of talking to the Holy Spirit, uh, the leader of our group comes over to me and she whispers in my ear, she goes, Dave, are you sensing what's going on in the church right now? Are you sensing it? I said, yeah. Something needs to happen. Something needs to break this thing open. Good, yeah, I feel the same way, we're all the same way, like, how exciting, you know. She goes, what do you think it needs to do? What do, what do you think will break this open? I said, oh, I don't know, some sort of like physical act. And when you, when you say a physical act, nothing weird, just something needs to make you stand and go, yeah, something needs to change it. She goes, yeah, I agree, Dave. And I know exactly what we need to do. It's like, oh, cool. What is it that we're going to, what is it we're going to do? She goes, you're going to dance on stage. <laughs> I said, uh, what? Are you sure that's Holy Spirit? Oh, I want to do a second chance on that one. She goes, no, I, I feel like you should get up on stage and dance. I said, pal, I'm not a dancer. I don't do dance. I mean, I do it in my own home, but not on a stage. She goes, no, no, no. I really felt Holy Spirit say it needs to be a man in the house who's not afraid. I was like, well, you found the wrong guy. <laughs> I said, no, this is cool. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. She said, good. So she walked back to her seat, and I waited for the next song to start. And honestly, I prayed, hey, Jesus, if it's time for you to come back, now is a good time for me. But he didn't. He decided to not come back at that point. So when the new song started, I walked up on the stage. And you know that feeling, like, you know, you're sitting here, what, do you know that feeling? You're sitting here, the walk is far enough to get up here. Like, it's like everyone's seeing you walking up. And here I go, just standing in the middle of the stage like this. And I just close my eyes. And I go, God, you've got to do this for me. <laughs> and I actually don't know what I danced. I don't know what my moves were, because I get my eyes closed the whole time. It well, hopefully wasn't weird. <laughs> But what I do know is that when that song finished and I opened my eyes, people weren't looking at me. They were worshiping God. Something did break in that atmosphere where people just felt like it was okay to do whatever it was that you needed to do to worship. It broke something. But for me, it was something different. I got back into my seat and I felt Holy Spirit said this really simple thing to me. Dave, because you're prepared to say yes, not even knowing why, just to say yes to me, tells me you'll say yes when I need you to do more. Yeah. See, it was a heart thing. 
It was a connection thing. It wasn't about the dance. It was about, hey, Holy Spirit, I will listen to you and I'll do it. Pride aside, feeling aside, doesn't matter. I'll do it. And I encourage our youth and young adults when we're away that we have to be Christians that are prepared to step out of the box. Step out of our comfort zone. And it's fair to say that we as Christians somehow, subconsciously, mostly I'd say, we've put God in a box in our life. We've sort of put a framework around how he is supposed to work in our world. It's kind of the walls up. And again, I don't think it's intentional, but in putting him in some sort of framework, we are putting limits on how he can work in our lives, how he's supposed to work in our lives. But I know as Christians, we are supposed to grow and stretch and move forward. So perhaps that framework can stop that. Maybe even as I'm saying that, you're saying, oh, no, Dave, I, I don't do that. I'm not, I don't have put God in a box. But maybe you might connect with me when I say that you allow Holy Spirit, you allow God framework in your life on a Sunday between 9.30 and 11. The framework, the time that he's allowed to have intentional time with you. Or maybe it's a morning or a nighttime prayer devotion. You give it to him, but is it that time slot that he has to fit into? Maybe even at church, there's an encounter night. Are you a server? Back in the day when there was an encounter night, I was like, oh, encounter nights, that's the night when we as the Holy Spirit do what he wants. Makes you wonder why there's not the rest of the night. But the more I read my Bible, the more I connect with Jesus, I realise that it's not just these moments we should give him, but it's actually a walk with him. A life, 24-7 living with him. Open to hearing from him and being led by him. When's the last time that maybe you were at the shops and you did have a word for somebody of encouragement, the shop owner or somebody at the cash register? You felt Holy Spirit say, just encourage them with something. Or maybe, you know, a time when you just felt like it, you know, you a better night and you go, you know, I've got to get up and I've got to get on my hand and knees and pray for somebody. I just know this person, I've got to pray for them and seek them, seek God for them. These are moments when we know that. We're allowing Holy Spirit to do what he wants in our life whenever it happens. And I want to say this straight up. There is no judgment or condemnation with this work right here. We're all on this journey. I'm still on this journey. None of us have arrived. This isn't a be better message. This is a take God out of the box message. There's many ways that... We can understand how God works, but I want to sort of expand the way we understand him. And I shared this with our youth on camp, but the more I read the Bible, the more I go, he is quite unusual. <laughs> Let's take Jonah, for example. Here's a guy, got a message, but Nineveh doesn't really feel like it's right for him. Runs away. And so what does God do? He sends a whale to eat a man for three days and three nights and then spits him out. I mean, could you imagine the news now reporting that? I get a guy got eaten by a whale, but sorry, I got spat out, he's fine. Really? Not that normal. What about when Jesus gets raised from the dead? Now, I, 
I love this one. I, I said this to the youth because I just think it's so good. So let me just read this for you. So Jesus takes his last breath and gives up his spirit. And at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rock split and the tombs broke open. Did you hear that? The tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. <laughs> they came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. I mean, do they have holes in their faces? Were they wearing? I mean, there's so many questions. But it's unusual, right? Jesus dies and always holy people rise from the dead. Unusual. What about the burning bush? I mean, amazing, right? I mean, I love fire. I, I have a little uh, fireplace in my house and I just find myself just soaking it constantly. I just love fire. But imagine seeing fire that doesn't go out and burns so bright and the leaves don't even burn. And then just add on the voice of God coming from it. Not really normal, right? Unusual. And then go on to think of all the things that happened once Moses actually hung out with Pharaoh. So much happened there. I also think, there's a little side note on here, you know, I always thought when people left, when that, you know, the Israelites left Pharaoh, that it was like a couple of thousand people. That's around 2.5 million people. That itself is quite crazy and unusual. But one of my favourites is the talking donkey. I mean, can you imagine? I just hear Eddie Murphy's voice when I think about it. <laughs> but I love the scripture because Balaam wasn't even like freaked out. He actually was talking back to the donkey. Like it wasn't like a, <gasps> it's talking. It was, oi, why are you talking back to me? Like he's kind of annoyed at him. And obviously, you know, the story is the donkey actually saves his life and he goes, oh, sorry, donkey. But they have a conversation. I don't know about you guys, but I don't talk to many animals. It's unusual. I hope you understand where I'm going here. Yeah. God doesn't fit a box. He's not that normal for us to work him out. He's unusual. And let's get started with Jesus. I mean, I, I've always thought how cool would it be to be a disciple, right? To hang out with Jesus. But for three years, these guys had to get Jesus out of their box. They expected to be a certain way. And he ruined them. He changed all of the things they thought he should be. And he was a rule breaker. I mean, let's just be honest. He healed on the Sabbath. He hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors. He healed the sick in his own name. He, demons were gone. Like, I mean, he broke all of the rules. What was he doing? He was getting out of the box. Yeah. I can do more than what you expect. Don't expect me to do something, because if you expect that, I'll just show you it's not right. It's so good. I want us all to see God this way. Holy Spirit is amongst us. Jesus is with us. He's wanting to look at you and go, do you want to see the unusual in your life? Do you want me to be part of your world? Because it won't fit like that. But that's cool. That's exciting. And always asking this for a heart that says yes. Yes, I will. Yes, I will trust you. 
But here's the best part. This is the clincher that I think. And I got excited when I was telling the youth about this. When we step out in faith, when we step out and go where he calls us, he is with us. And not just with us like a cheer squad person, but with power and authority. We're not on our lonesome on this journey of faith. No, we serve a powerful God. I think we forget that he is powerful, which means that power lives in me. Daniel is a great example of this for me. So for those who know the story of Daniel, those boys were hanging out and the Babylonians came in, ripped them from their homes and chose the best of the best to train up to be the highest in Babylonia. They were trained in language, uh, you know, in skills like, I don't know, breakdance fighting. Um, <laughs> you are listening, good. <laughs> Uh, they were given uh, great food and wine. They were trained up. These were going to be the elite of Babylon. Now, it would have been very easy, once ripped from your home, now in a new world, Babylonia, to just fit in with the culture. It would have been simple to go, look, I've got great food now. The wine's good. I'm looked after like a little prince. I'm feeling good about life. I'm just going to sit back and let it happen. But is that what Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do? No. They are set apart from the beginning. From the beginning, they said, no, I don't want to have the same things as the rest of this world. I want to be different to this culture. So as you know, they talked to one of the officials and said, we don't want to eat this food and wine that you all eat. We want clean food, vegetables and water. That's what our God is telling us to do. The story goes, the official's like, I'm a bit nervous about that. If you get skinny and bad, like it's going to reflect on me, I might lose my head over it. And Daniel says, just trust. Just trust us. So he gives it a trial, 10-day trial. You guys know what happens. Now for those 10 days, these guys are shining bright. Their hair has that pantene shine, there's a glint in their eye, the muscles are popping, and the, the guy, no, whoa, these guys are what it's, where it's at now. And so all of the guys now have this new diet, which I can imagine a few of them would have been pretty upset with that. Yeah. That would be very cool, just sneaking under the radar and just being part of the culture of the world. But no. No, Daniel, Shadow, and Shabendigo didn't want to just be part of the culture. They stood up and changed the culture. How many of us can look at that in our world today? But here's what the Bible says, and I love this. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them to, into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. Two major sentences here. Daniel could understand visions, dreams of all kinds. And two, in wisdom and understanding, he found them ten times better. 
See, if we're going to stand with God, if we're going to get out of the box, he doesn't just go, yeah, you. He goes, no, no, here's my gifts. Here's my power. Go do the work. I'm with you. I'm for you. But I will be seen in you because of what they see in you. God be the glory. God gives them power so the world takes notice. I like that for us. God gives us, not for our own glory, not for our own good, but to give him the glory. People look at you and me and go, what is it about them? What do they carry that is different? It's the Jesus factor. And we see the power outwork in Daniel and the boys many times, obviously the furnace thing. Shepherds and Abednego didn't bow down. Oh, who's in there with them? That's right, God's in there too. Like so many times Daniel interprets dreams and he's right on. The rest of the magicians and sorcerers going, ah, I hate this guy. But God's with him. And over and over and over again we see God show up. I want that for us, friends. The Holy Spirit is at work with us. As we already know, when Jesus died, Holy Spirit came so that that power could live within us. We talked about our way on camp, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know them or you're not that familiar with them, there's your homework for the week. 1 Corinthians 12 is a great place for you to start. Why is this important? Because I believe we are expected or we should expect to want more of God in our lives. To see the outworking of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's what I saw at camp. I saw these men and women step up and hear from God to encourage each other. And the, the bonus bit is it encourages you too as you step out in faith. I want to close with this story. So this guy felt Holy Spirit say to him, go to this servo, pull up, and by that drink machine, I want you to go and do a handstand. And the man goes, oh man, that's weird. <laughs> Just go into a servo, go over to the drink machine, and do a handstand. He goes, Holy Spirit, I'm not sure that's you. But he sat on it for a while until he realized it, it, it is. It, I know it. God's telling me to do this. And I guess if I've got it wrong, what's it to lose? I've just done a handstand. So he does. He walks into the servo, goes over the drink, drink machine, and does a handstand. Well, the guy behind the servo desk gets out from behind the cash register and goes over him. He's like, what? Why did you just do that? Like, oh, I just felt God told me to do that. He goes, this morning, I woke up and I said to God, if you are real, <laughs> a man will come in here and do a handstand by the drink machine. God's real. He goes, yes, he is he's real. It gives me goosebumps, right? We don't have to understand why we do what we do for God. 
we haven't got to work out in our framework how I would encourage us, church, our God doesn't fit in a box. In fact, it's a little bit unusual. Roll with it. Go with it. There's more for all of us. And I know right now our youth and adults are already on that page. Let's go together. Like we've said so many times, we do community really well, let's do it together. Yeah. I'd like you to jump to your feet for one second, close your eyes. I want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I just thank you, first of all, for these beautiful people. I thank you for this church. You love them so much. You're so proud of these people. Ah, your heart is just so full when you look at them. So good. But you're calling us to chase after you. You're calling us to go more and more and more after you. Sold out in love with you. Church, as I'm praying, I just feel for those. If you feel like, yes, Holy Spirit, I am sold out to you. I want to do that. I want to do the unusual. I want to be a man or woman of God that steps out in faith, no matter what the cost. No matter how I look, I want to do that. If that's you, I just want you to put your hands up and you're receiving a gift. If you're like, yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah. I figured there'd be so many of you. (laughs) I love that. Holy Spirit, you see these hands. <laughs> oh, and you love them so much. Pour out your power upon them right now, Father. Pour out your spirit on them right now, Father. Give them boldness. Give them sensitivity to hear your words. Encourage them. Let them know your love and your joy upon their life as they outwork your call. And I just thank you right now for the fruit that flows. The lives change because of the men and women right here. The kingdom moments that are going to happen with people in this place right here, right now. I thank you for healings as we pray for people. I thank you for prophetic words that are spoken that change lives, that break chains. Oh, Holy Spirit, I thank you for an army of good, an army of power, an army of your authority. Jesus, I thank you for these willing hearts. They'll give it all up for you.